Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone listening out there and rambling about Racing Nation. Matt Beamer here alongside the crew, Charlie Herkus and Austin Reeves. We have made it all the way through Talladega. Hope everybody enjoyed that very unique episode 150 last week from Talladega. I could I could have sworn, I don't know if you guys listened to it or not, but in editing it and listening to it, I said we're here at the Talladega Super Speedway a lot during at least the first day that we were there, but... Hope everyone's doing well, whether you're joining us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube Live here, or your regular podcast platform. Of course, Burns Radio, as always. Charlie Austin, how's it going? Just, you know, another week, living the dream down here in southeast Alabama. Definitely had a great time at Talladega with uh, you and Austin and Austin's father-in-law, Eddie, and just back to normal life the following week there. So, yeah. Had a great time. Had to recover a little bit the next couple of days and still recovering somewhat, but back to fatherhood, so to speak, the, yeah, the following week. So other than that, that's about it. I mean, it was funny because we didn't do a night four of the recap from there. We didn't do the recap from the cup race. For one, I think we were all pretty much, not all of us, I wasn't, because you guys made fun of me about it, but we were all kind of... Or, at least had a few to drink, and we only had enough gas in the generator for maybe about what six hours, five six hours. And Eddie and yeah. I chose to and, and, we, and we chose heated blankets over doing that for the show. I'm, I'm really happy. Three phrases, Eddie and Matt. Yeah, Eddie and Matt chose right. heated blankets, and it was so crazy because I was talking to Jeff and uh, Darlene over there at the camper while you guys were over there by that little propane fueled fire. And once Eddie cranked up that generator, I said, "Okay, that's my cue. I got to go to bed." It was a fun weekend. Do you, I mean, did you guys really enjoy it? Do you guys remember anything at all? Remember every second of it. Yeah, we had oh, a blast. Okay. Good. I know Friday night was, I 
I was dead. Like I think I was in bed by eight, yeah, eight thirty, and I, yeah. I was the last one to wake up Saturday morning. Yep. <laughs> so, and that was without any alcohol. You you did have a shot of Fireball there. I don't know if we mentioned it on the show or not, but but you held it for like five minutes. I because I, I don't know if I could stay awake to take it. I don't know if you were trying to will yourself in order to take it, or if you were willing, or if you were hoping that the power of the Fireball would come. Would fire you up. Would fire you up. That's, I, that's why the only reason why I took it. I was trying to stay awake. Well, it didn't work. It didn't. Not I was all. like, guys, I'm, we better go do this show because I'm about to go to sleep. Like Eddie was talking to me, and I was halfway falling asleep. Yeah, you were. It was quite funny though. But we did have end up having fun. And I will say this about the end of the Cup race, Chase. As, as we mentioned last week, Chase Elliott did win, and of course, everybody knows that. And I wanted to get your guys' point of view on this because I said in the show and the final thoughts there, I'm pretty sure I was the only one in the stands booing when Chase Elliott crossed the finish line first and won. You got everybody else was cheering. I never heard a track so elated to see someone win a race than the fans at Talladega did Chase Elliott. But then I, I feel like I was booing more, more so to make Charlie and Austin mad. More so Charlie, I feel. I, I'm you sorry. weren't even sitting nowhere in there. So you were like four rows up. I was taking pictures the whole time. You just abandoned us. No, I didn't abandon anybody. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to sit with us either. I need wide open space to take photos here. And I took some good ones that we posted up on social media here later. But I remember at the end of the race, I was booing. And I said, Chase Elliott's overrated. And man, I, I don't know whether it was the alcohol talking or what? Because Charlie looked at me with the, that look like we talked about with the canopy, that come to Jesus look. <laughs> and he said, quote, you don't know anything about racing. Man, that stuck with me, Charlie. That hurt. I don't remember this. Of course you don't. I don't remember that one either. I don't, I don't remember that part. Well, I, I can remember it for you because I was probably the only sober one in the stands. Because what you guys had like 40, 40 something beers at that oh, race. Really? <laughs> I, I think throughout the, that whole day when we went to the track Sunday, I had three. Now you did. You did, you did have only had like three, three or four. And then I think I still owe everybody like four shotguns. You never shotgun with us? I did. You don't, remember, you don't remember that either? I remember shotgun. I remember me ta- helping you take apart the flagpole, me busting my knee open. Well, I remember you falling too. You that was a good dive, though. That was like an end zone dive, like landed in the tent in the instead tent. of almost landing on the tent. <laughs> like, so like, like I, I, oh, I don't. Man. I guess I tripped. Yeah, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I just hear. Whoop. You'd be proud. I tell you what, though, on our way back Saturday, when me and Austin made a beer run Saturday, you'd definitely be proud of me because if Charlie wouldn't have kept his cool, there were some guys. Running their mouths to me and Austin. You know, you know, we covered this. We, we talked about Did that. We? Oh, okay. We, we talked okay. about okay. that on, on the episode. Yeah, I forgot about we, that. We covered it. I, I forgot that we talked about that. Um, <laughs> I don't forgot what we did and didn't talk about, I guess. <laughs> well, so, the, the Saturday night. There's episode, just so much to happen. Yeah, well, Saturday night day was the funniest one, I, I think, of the whole one, except for me going into the women's bathroom there at the. McDonald's. See, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you brought it up. Let's just say if you want the details on that, go back and listen to episode 150 if you haven't already. That just, that just started the weekend off there. It did. Yeah. I that, mean, that, that's like opening kickoff. That, that set the tone right there. Yep. 
And then we ended with me losing my koozie. It was like it was like Matt called Fair Catch. It was like Matt called Fair Catch on a punt and they leveled him anyway. <laughs> just out of spite. Yeah, just, just out of spite. <laughs> it was crazy. But it was a fun week and I'm glad I went. I'm glad we went. I missed everybody here in South Carolina. The house did fine. There was there was little damage here, especially during the hurricane that we got hit with. It was just funny what Caroline said. It's raining, it's windy, power flickered, it's over. Just like that. So no damage here, but we still pray for everybody down there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, especially them who got affected by Hurricane Ian. But, yeah, that's about it. Go listen to episode one. Well, Austin, how's it going with you, bud? You doing well? Yeah, going good. I'm I'm still stuffy. That I got back from Talladega. Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm still stuffy. I got well. sick. I'm still congested and all that. I'm trying to get over it. But other than that, going good. Good, man. Well, I'm glad everything's going well with you guys. Hope everything's going well. If you're watching us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube Live, make sure to let us know in the comments below. Make sure to subscribe and follow if you haven't already. Join the conversation with us. It's a lot of fun to talk about. Before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to tell everyone out there about our brand new partnership with Extreme Sim Racing, where you can find the latest and greatest of sim racing gear for iRacing Formula 1 2022 or whatever sim platform you race on. Charlie, you can find just about anything from there. Yeah, you can find steering wheels, pedals, shifters, even the platforms that you need to set all this up on, whether it's a basic platform or a more professional style platform. Yeah, you can. And Austin, you don't have to buy the whole platform as one piece. You could build it from scratch or build your own platform as well, can't you? Yeah, you can build your own, or if you don't feel like building your own and you want to buy something that's ready to plug in and go uh, they already have uh, kits available they have everything there all purchases help us out here at rambling about racing bring you better iRacing content twitch content it doesn't matter content from the tracks it doesn't matter go check them out links can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com or under the podcast description or YouTube description of the show go check them out all proceeds will help out rambling about racing in the future again that's extreme sim racing now on board here look for us in the vrl league we'll have the paint schemes updated for you go check us out go check them out we're going to kick things off with this a bit of news that i saw from adam stern today and regarding Dodge and coming being the fourth OEM manufacturer in NASCAR. According to Adam Stern, those talks have stalled because Dodge wants to focus on the NHRA side of auto auto racing, which is drag racing, top fuel stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know whose side or what exactly happened. If it was a disconnect between nascar or dodge or both just weren't seeing eye to eye but i think this is a total missed opportunity for nascar to bring in dodge as a manufacturer which everybody it seems the majority of people i'd say would want to see dodge and mopar back into the sport since they left after 2012 want to see him back in i think this is a major mess up for nascar and dodge collectively what do you guys think I guess it could be a missed opportunity, especially with the next-gen car being out. At the same time, I feel like it would have been a great opportunity for them to come back this year 
when the new car was introduced as well. So I, I guess you could see it both ways. There would have to be some give and take on both sides there. Um, and we know how stubborn NASCAR can be, especially with this whole single source parts and, and crap like that. Tony Stewart runs Dodge on his uh, NHRA type stuff. So who's to say if Dodge did come back, Tony Stewart would be the first team to make the jump to Dodge from Ford. So it, it definitely could be a missed opportunity to have uh, a top-tier team like Stuart Haas Racing uh, be the first ones to jump on board with with Mopar. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's just a to me. It's a it's sad to see it come down to that. It's sad to see it to the point where I don't know. Again, I don't know which is which. I just it's Charlie. Oh, that's Charlie. It's Charlie. It was Charlie because I was sitting still when you when you move your water bottle. That's where we're getting the noise from. Oh, Charlie. You're the Oops. one causing it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's a missed opportunity. I think, to your point, Charlie, it could have been nice to see Stuart Haas Racing dodge on there. I don't know. I, like I said, I need to do more research and then hopefully get it by next episode or do a quick video during the week. But I don't know. I, I think it is a missed opportunity for both Dodge and NASCAR. And if it is NASCAR's kind of disconnect, it's like they're not willing to play. I, I don't... Blame Dodge for saying we're not going to play this game. We're just going to stick with drag racing. If it is Dodge saying we want something more out of it, and NASCAR didn't budge, I don't know. It's just tough to say, but that was kind of – I wanted to bring that up because I was so disappointed in that when I first saw it. I mean, even if they come in like now, they're going to be a year behind. Well, I mean, if even if, if they come in now, they're not going to be that far behind the power curve. Everybody's talking about, like, a Ty Gibbs coming up and saying, is he going to adapt well? It's like, well, yeah, he will because his car is new. Everybody's on the same playing field. If they did come back, if they did say, yeah, we're moving forward with it, it would be tough to, I think, turn them around until 2024 anyway. So it would be tough to say whether they would be right into the sport or not. It's just tough to say. So I, I'm just going to... Leave it there. Hopefully, I could do more research on it and have find time to do more research on it and get to the bottom of it because I'd like to see Dodge back. I think it'd be great for the sport. I think it'd be great for Dodge. I'm a bit, I'm a, dri- a Dodge driver. Char- Charlie's a Dodge driver. It'd be nice to see. Plus, it'd be nice to have RAR Motorsports being a Dodge. Yeah, we can even finish a race. <laughs> Yeah, talk about that. You guys race. It don't matter what manufacturer we run, we can't finish the race. Yeah, switching gears here to the VRL Racing League before we get started here into the Formula One Japanese Grand Prix. Charlie and Austin raced 100 laps of Charlotte or scheduled 100 laps of Charlotte. I was at work, couldn't do it. I think I made it 60. 40-ish. I was listening to the Discord as well as watching it on YouTube, which, by the way, Triple Ray Broadcasting, we are we will be racing Texas at around 8.30-ish Eastern Standard Time on Triple Ray Broadcasting. We'll make sure to tweet that out and share it on Facebook, so make sure to follow us on that for the times on that. But Charlie Austin and I will be racing in that series Wednesday from Texas, 100 laps. But the Charlotte race didn't go VRL's way. And when I say VRL's, Raw Motorsports right way. I don't think it went VRL's way, period. No, it didn't. Yeah, because there was a lot of upset people. Well, a lot. It, 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 I know for a fact that I think it was Austin. 
got hit. Was it Austin or Charlie? Charlie I, got, got, I got hit under the freaking pace lap. Under the pace lap and already had a four out <clears throat> A four out of my 13 uh, contact points or whatever under before the race even started because some jack wagon behind me wasn't paying attention. So now we got to come up with a strategy to protect ourselves while still going up to the front. And with 100 laps at Texas, I feel like just based on what happened last week, it's going to be a race of attrition. We got to wait till maybe 25 laps to go to start making our moves. It's going to be a uh, tough race to figure out and try to make a strategy for. I'll just start wrecking everybody for y'all. Well, well, (laughs) because one point of me would say, let's run up front. If you're up front, odds are nothing's going to happen. If you run in the back around the group of cars, something's going to happen. I have a feeling. Well, me, me and Charlie were up front. We were 13th and 16th on the on the start of it. Yeah, you guys were and doing we great. Just saving good enough for like five to go in the stage. They were coming back to us. And, and some idiot tried to win it in one lap, and I got door slammed. Yeah, because we restarted in the top 15, stage two, and then lap one off of turn four. I'm sliding through the grass. Charlie's using a fast repair. I get hit under caution. Now I'm at an 8X. And then it's just, there's some boneheads in this racing league for sure. There are. And, and I'm just glad that RAR Motorsports is not involved in, not the initiates and not the starters of any of those cautions. It's always somebody else, it seems like. Uh, we could have been on one, but maybe lucky is my teammates. I checked up, dude. That would have been embarrassing. Well, yeah, that's why I I was like, man, I can't believe he just slipped across my nose like that. But, yeah, definitely fun to watch. Go check them out. VRL Racing League. Charlie Austin and I will be racing in that league Wednesday at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Probably race starts at around 8.30. Watch for us on Triple A Broadcasting on YouTube. Go and subscribe to them. They do a good job. They mentioned us. They mentioned RAR Motorsports a lot with you and Charlie up there. Unfortunately, I couldn't race it again due to work obligations. Hopefully, that'll be fixed in the future. But, yeah, they were mentioning us a lot because we were sliding through the grass and spinning out and involved <laughs> in a crash. But they, but they were mentioning you. Needless to say, they, they were. They you, were. You, you were focused. You were the main focus right there. And there was rambling about racing podcasts, just sliding through the grass. I'm like, hey, it's, it's, it's something. It's something to me, but. Yeah, that was it for the VRL Racing League. Into, and now we get to Formula One, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about in this opening segment. I'm good. Folks, going to take a quick break from this week's episode to tell you about our newest lineup at Bonfire, which can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com under the Stores tab. There you will find our latest lineup, which is the Anyone But lineup. Yes, the Anyone But lineup. Everyone has that one driver, whether it's Formula 1, Indy, or NASCAR, that you just want to root against. My personal favorite is the Anyone But Chase Elliott shirt, but you also have Anyone But Austin Dillon, Anyone But Kozlowski, Anyone But Lewis Hamilton, Anyone But lineup only exclusively at the Bonfire Store at ramblingaboutracing.com under the Stores tab. There you will find all the products you're looking for to choose that you want to pull for the driver that you don't want to see win. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the Stores tab. There you will find our link to the Bonfire Store where you will find our exclusive lineup of anyone but shirts 
And if you can't find your driver on there, go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or at Indemarbles at Hotmail.com, and we will make you up the shirt that you driver of the driver that you don't want to see win. So it's a new lineup. Go check them out at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. Again, I keep saying that, but it's very important that you know where to find it. Or anyone but line up a new line launching from here at Rambling About Racing. Go check it out. You look good to it. All proceeds go to help out Rambling About Racing, bring you more content in the future. Head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. Again, go find it. Anyone but line up. And if you don't see your driver there, go ahead and reach out to us and we'll make sure to add them. The Formula One race from Suzuka, Max Verstappen won, thus securing his second championship in a row for himself, a driver's championship. So the Formula One 2022 season, in a sense, is over like we talked about on episode 140. He couldn't do it in Singapore, but he did it here in the Japanese Grand Prix. And the crazy thing is, he didn't even know he won the world championship till he was in the cool-down room. Because there was a bunch of people going up to them saying since it was a rain, since there was rain, there was a delay. Did he get full points? Did he get 75% of points? Did he get 50% of points? What, what's going to be, what's going to happen here? Turns out he got full points for that race, so he ended up winning. But the big controversy came at the start of the race where it was raining. There was a couple, Carlos signs spun, which suspended the race. It was too dangerous to race. But then there were safety crews and tractors on the track, remnants of what happened a few years ago with Jules Bianchi at that same circuit. Now, granted, the situations were different. That situation with Jules Bianchi was a typhoon was in the area, and they continued on with the race anyway. Totally unprofessional for the FIA. But the FIA is catching a lot of flack for what, how they handled this race. And how they handle safety equipment, not only from the drivers, but from the fans alike. It's almost equivalent to what NASCAR did a few weeks ago at Daytona when it was raining. It's like, this is ridiculous. Why would they put them everybody in that position? Thoughts on that, gentlemen? Because similarities are too, are, are too similar to not pay attention to when it comes to this. I think FIA, the FIA learned a valuable lesson here at Suzuka and I think they're going to move forward with this, and rain policies will be switched up here in the future. I, I didn't watch the race, but I saw it on Twitter. Um, so somebody almost hit the tractor, right? Pierre Gasly almost hit the tractor. Granted, and, and the FIA's response was this. They were on the track. They red flagged the race, so therefore they sent, so for some reason, the tractors out, the recovery vehicles out, to go get Carlos Sainz, I believe, at the time. And he was coming and, through and, and almost and, hit him. And Pierre Gasly was coming through and almost hit the tractor. Same thing happened to Jules Bianchi, which he, which I think was back in 2013, 14, or 15, one of the three right there. I can't remember offhand. But subsequently, Jules Bianchi died from it, which was the last fatal accident in a Formula One race, ironically, at Suzuka, ironically, under the somewhat similar conditions that we experienced this past Sunday. So when that happened, Pierre Gasly was upset at the FIA 
under the red flag, of course, he tweeted it out. A lot of people were tweeting it out. Lando Norris being another one of them. And instead of listening in and taking it on its chin like the FIA should have, the FIA penalized drivers such as Lando Norris for making the comments that they made on Twitter. Which, to me, is just kind of a, how dare you talk about us? We run the show, not you. Be quiet. I mean, I feel like not only the FIA, but now NASCAR are trying to kind of censor down these drivers. Hey, if it's not safe. Pretty much bully them into hushing. Exactly. And and now we're seeing, we saw, we've seen it a lot with NASCAR. And, hey, be quiet. The car is the way it is. Even though drivers from, I mean, since before the Gen 7 car was even introduced, Kevin Harvick was saying these cars aren't safe based on the crash test data that they received. The FIA and NASCAR, I feel like, are bullying drivers to be quiet. Now, now, granted, NASCAR has finally come around, and this weekend at the Roval and at Talladega, they had a drivers-only meeting for safety and how we could fix these cars. But I don't feel, I feel like it's wrong for someone to get online on Twitter, and of course it could happen not only for drivers but anyone, because there's no such thing as free speech anymore. Get online and say, and say, this is what's going on, and this needs to change, stating an opinion... And an entity, in this case the FIA, going, how dare you talk bad about our decision-making? You're penalized. I don't agree with that. I think the FIA needs to learn from this, just like NASCAR has learned from all their mistakes this year, and they're going to continue learning, and even through the course next, this offseason coming up here in just a matter of four weeks into the 2023 season. The FIA needs to take the square on the chin, listen to the drivers, because ultimately they're the ones putting their lives at risk. And in the conditions that they were in, it wasn't close to being like it was with Jules Bianchi a few years ago. That's just my rant. It was kind of a crap show. Again, Max Verstappen won. The 2022 season's over. We're definitely going to read you off to upcoming races. I'm not going to really waste my time watching it because there's no more storyline. I mean, you'll be watching for second, third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. There's no more. So, it, if it was a red flag condition, why does the field not freeze in F1? Then the field was yeah, frozen. And red flag on the, the, the short tracks. Why, yeah, why? Why did the drivers not stop? Because they were still on the track. In NASCAR, they don't just stop on the track unless with with rain. Sometimes they do. If there's a bad guy, like this last week, see, that, see that's the issue though. They stop um, anytime the red flag's thrown. Every other track, you're you're supposed to stop. Here's what Preston said. It was a mistake to send out the recovery vehicle in rain conditions like that under a safety car. So I guess there there were no red flags out at the time. But Gasly was also driving at a high rate of speed to catch up to the safety car to the end of the pace. So that's why it was dangerous. I mean, you can look at that both ways. And then he goes on to say, the Gasly incident's under was under safety car before the red flag. Okay, so there's the question. There's the question and answered by Preston right there. Appreciate that, buddy. Wish you were here. But under red flag, usually they go into the pits. We saw this weekend at the Roval in the Cup Series race. They did stop on the back stretch because there was an accident there in the front stretch. They had to clean up. So it's tough to say you don't just stop 
in Formula One, I've never seen the cars just stop on track. They always go down pit road. Uh, I could take the, my goodness, what's that guy's name? I, Roman Grosjean incident at Bahrain in 2020. He wrecked, hit the wall, big fireball. They immediately, the FIA immediately stopped the race and they pulled him into, into the pits. Come to the pits. They didn't just stop him on the track. The FIA doesn't do that. Formula One doesn't do that. NASCAR will do that because they have ignition boxes. I think the, I think the uh, Formula One cars don't have ignition boxes. They have to get jump-started somehow. So that could be a reason why. But, yeah, I mean, I guess if that's the case, sure. Uh, you know, bring them down pit road, but... It was just kind of a crap show right it, there for the it, FIA. It sure, it sure seemed like the conditions were... Definitely not drivable. No, they weren't. It was very dangerous to start, and that's such a judgment call to make for the FIA. I think that should be really up to the teams and drivers, whether they're whether they feel comfortable to start under those conditions or not. I will just have to. Hopefully, hopefully some changes will come with that throughout the for the next year's race because I know there's going to be rain conditions again. There's. Rain is gonna rain it rain or shine there for Formula One. Once this race starts, it's gotta start one way or another. I just hope it's I just hope it's changed because I don't I don't blame Pierre Gasly or Lando Norris for getting mad, especially being under the same condition, similar conditions again, and same track as Jules Bianchi died in. That's all I'm gonna say for Formula One. That was it for Formula One. Anything else that you guys want to chime in with? No, I mean, pretty much the end of the season. It is the end of the season. I mean, not officially the end of the season. I think there are four more races, three, four more races. But to me, the Formula One season's over. I used to do the same thing when Hamilton won all the time. It's boring now. It it was nice seeing it last year because it came right down to the wire, final race, final lap. This one, it's just over with. Congrats to Max Verstappen and Team Red Bull. Congrats to them. But it's not interesting anymore. Needless to say, I think the viewership, unless you're a Max Verstappen fan, has is going to plummet next race. Mark my words on that. The Xfinity race from the Roval, the weekend from the Roval in as a whole, what were you guys' views on it? I thought it was the Xfinity race delivered. The cup race was not like it was in years past. No, it's definitely it definitely wasn't like the past few years. And, and that's kind of disappointing because... The Roval always seems to dev- to produce great racing. However, it seems like the racing, it, the great memories come at the end of the race. For example, the first time that NASCAR was there, Jimmy Johnson taking out Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney winning. End of the race, final turn, final lap. This year, for the Cup Series, stage one, caution free. Stage two, caution free. Stage three with seven to go. Caution. And then chaos ensued. And and crazy enough, the caution was caused by a plastic sign, which I guess you can consider debris. A lot of people were saying that wasn't Well, I think somebody blew a tire, I think, and it was debris. And then the second caution, another caution come out for the sign, I think. Chaos ensued after that. We're talking about the cup race here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, there was debris all over the backstretch. The the drivers who needed to run well were, of course, below the cut line. All eyes were on, I think, A.J. Allmendinger, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott to do well. 
Caution came out, reset the field. Harvick muscled his way up to the front. Christopher Bell was in a must-win situation. And I said it on the group text. I said, he's going to be checkers or records. He's just going to go for it. He has to go for it. Harvick muscled A.J. Allmendinger out of the way. Chase Elliott got booted to the rear. Not to the rear, but a few positions back and got dumped by Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick isn't making any friends out there. I, I guess you could say he got Chastain, but I also said he, Tyler Reddick just became one of my favorite drivers. But it was just chaos and chaos and chaos. I felt like NASCAR was looking for an excuse to throw the caution, and there was seven to go with the sign. More than enough excuse to throw the caution. I just, uh, yes and no. I mean, it, we've seen them too wide right there all day. At least at times too wide there, and all it takes is a left rear tire to hit that sign going through there, and there's a car going around in a heartbeat. So is it justified? Sure, but they definitely probably could have threw it a little bit quicker. They could have. It was just kind of chaotic. In my opinion, it was just too chaotic there for the end, whereas the Xfinity race, everything was just organic. The Xfinity yeah. race was a, a, the, one of the best races I've seen there. A.J. Allmendinger grabbing his fourth win at the roll, in a row at the Roval. Every time he started there, they said he finished first. And in 2019, Charlie, you and I saw him win there in the Xfinity Series, though be it controversially spinning, I believe he was. I think he spun Chase Briscoe there coming out of turn two or three going into three there, right there in the infield there. That was interesting. Yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, Almadingers, the announcement was made that he's going to drive the 16 in the Cup Series full-time next year. Not happy with that. I'm not. Why not? Um, I, I, I think that AJ has had his time in the Cup Series uh, a lot like Allgaier, and I feel like, just like Allgaier, that the Xfinity has suited him well and it's has done him. Uh, yeah, and I feel like Colleg would have been better to – I feel like it's Hemrick's opportunity, and I feel like they should have probably moved Hemrick up and put Hemrick in the 16 next year. Well, in, in that case, then you could say Hemrick has had his shot in the Cup Series with Richard Childress Racing, though, be it I understand where you're coming from here. I don't think it was a fair I agree. shot, though. It, it wasn't a fair shot. So I, I, I think it. I think Hemrick should have his fair shot – I just feel like he would have been a better fit in the 16 full-time next year than than AJ. And I, I might get proved wrong by AJ next year. So I, I think you will get proved wrong because AJ so. Omninger has raced for Team Penske. He raced a 22 before Logano bumped into that seat. Or I think he replaced Kurt Busch from there right before Logano came into the 22 car. And he raced for JGG Jordy Racing where we saw him win in the, let me see here, 47 car. 47. At, at Watkins Glen. So he's won a cup race. He's won two cup races. AJ in, in college racing, I think, is the team kind of like Trackhouse. Once they've developed so well, they've proven themselves in the Xfinity Series. They're a championship caliber team in the Xfinity Series. They have a win in the Cup Series with AJ Elmdinger last year at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. They have the cars and equipment to win races in the Cup Series. And I think A.J. Allmendinger, going back to the Xfinity Series, has developed him into a better driver. And I think 
you will be proven wrong. I'm not saying this to be a jerk. It, it, by all means, Charlie, I see your point, but I think you will be proven wrong. I think he's going to be not. I think he's going to be running top tens all for the majority of the year next year. Definitely contender at the road courses like Coda, Road America, Sonoma, Watkins Glen. But I think you're going to see him in the championship talk for next year's playoffs. Considering he's just good. He's gotten better, and he's got a good team behind him. That means that focuses on if you're not in a position to win, help the other guy win. And I, I think I think the colleague has a good thing going for them. And I, I, I see your point with Hemrick, though. I think Hemrick deserves another shot at the Cup Series. He missed the... Next round for the Xfinity Series, unfortunately. He's not going. He's not moving on. He got eliminated from the playoffs. But I think he's got a chance to, this being A.J. Allmendinger, prove himself in the Cup Series here next season. What about, okay. you? What about you, Austin? What do you, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think he will do good next year. He's had some time to sit on it. He's won the Xfinity Series and definitely, definitely improved. A damn good driver at the road courses. I, I think it's his time. I think he's going to come back and we'll shake shake next year's uh, racing up for sure. It will be fun to watch, to say the least. I think Hall of Racing has earned their spots in the Cup Series, just like they earned it in the Xfinity Series. The only thing I don't want to see, which I know will happen, is A.J. Allmendinger going to be racing Saturday and Sunday. I don't want to see that. Charlie's made the point several times on shows on episodes past. If you're racing for Cup Point Cup Series Championship, you can only race Cup races. Mm-hmm. Well, they they replaced they replaced uh, his seat in the Xfinity Series. Didn't the Chandler Smith driving for him? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Chandler Smith's coming up to the 16 car. All right, is he, he's, he's, he's leaving Gibbs. No, it's probably not a bad thing. Even no, though, he's already stated he's like that. He he's like, look, I don't like the direction Gibbs no, it's, organization it's as a whole is going. He even stated that he's like, I you know, I just don't see them going in a positive direction. Right. Like it, it's things as a whole is trending downward. Yeah, this is definitely a change in the cards for NASCAR's top three series. Gibbs is going. Backwards, we can all see that. We can all agree on it. I, I, I don't care how big of a Joe Gibbs fan you are. If you're not saying they're not going backwards, you're blind. Just for fandom's sake, Hendrick isn't doing. They're doing well, but they're not like typical Hendricks in the past, in my opinion. Penske, they're what happened to their program. RFK is starting to rise up. Colic's rising up. Trackhouse is rising up. All these teams that have just started are just now finding their rhythm, whether it be the car, whether it be the drivers, whether it be any number of factors. We're starting to see teams come up through the field and compete with these guys and beat the powerhouses. Though Trackhouse didn't have a good week in this past week and having Daniel Suarez become eliminated, Ross Chastain's still in the championship hunt. Don't count him out. And I think College Racing is going to do the same next year in the Cup Series. I think they're going to compete for a championship. It's going to be fun to watch in either case. But kind of a crap fest there for the Cup Series. There at the end of the Charlotte Roval. Four drivers got eliminated. Kyle Larson, defending race, defending series champion, didn't see that coming. 
at all. I don't think anybody did. Daniel Suarez, we just talked about him. Austin Sindrick all got eliminated, as well as the 48 of Alex Bowman due to concussion protocols. I, I think we're, we're staged to see another interesting round of eight for the Cup Series, as well as the Xfinity Series coming up here in the final stretch here. It's going to be fun all the way up to Phoenix. Uh, with that being said, uh, round of eight, who who do y'all have going into your final four? You want to do Xfinity and Cup or just Cup? Well, I didn't pick Xfinity, but we can. I'll have to look it up real quick. All right. Well, we'll, we'll start off with Cup since you guys, since we already have that lined up. That was just something I – but wait, before we go into that, anything else on the Roval? Because I feel like – it wasn't like it was in years past. It wasn't organic, whether it be the car, whether it be just... I, I think we, we see all this from last week at Talladega where the drivers were scared to push it hard in order to get hurt. I mean, we did see a lot of spins. We saw a lot of head-on. We didn't see a lot of backing into the wall, which I think is the main cause of concern, especially since the independent rear suspension came in and it's stiffer back there. I don't know what it was. It just felt different for the Cup Series. Overall, yeah, it wasn't one, bad. It wasn't one, bad. One more thing about the Roval, and I brought it up, you know, in our little group text. Ross Chastain got to go to the garage, fix his car, and come back out because they said that it was a parts failure. I don't understand how it was a parts failure whenever you hit the wall and broke the part. It's not technically a mechanical failure whenever you damaged it. So at that point, it's damaged vehicle policy. I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't see how, what the difference is other than, I guess it wasn't under a caution. I, I, I you know, I have to get in the rules on that one or, or ask somebody that knows the rules a whole lot better than me, but I, I don't see how, I guess it was okay for him to go to the garage to fix it and then come back out whenever he hit the wall and broke all that. Yeah, if it isn't a accident, and this is the weird one, if you do hit the wall, you make a good point there, kind of like we saw Kyle Larson did. Kyle Larson hit the wall. His right rear was damaged. He came in and fixed it. He didn't go to the garage, but he stayed there on pit road and fixed the car. I don't know why if – that's such a good question. I, I think if you – I don't know. That's a good question. In fact, I got an easy way to fix that. Get rid of the DVP. If you and if you go back to the garage to fix the car, whether it be mechanical or call, accident cost, you could come back in, easy fix. And what's up, Tracy? We saw your comment right there, joining us from West Virginia. Glad that you could jo- show up for us. But you make a good point there, Charlie. It's because it was Ross Chastain. He's he's special. He is special. I like yeah. Ross Chastain. They they wanted him to get it fixed to come out there for a late race uh, caution and wreck somebody. Ah, that's what they were aiming for. And then the sign did it that's- for them. I get it. That's what it is. I yep. get it. Okay. Now we're going to pick our final fours before we get into our final thoughts here. Ross threw the sign out of his car. Yeah, he did. He just, yeah. had, it just he had it folded up. He just threw it out there. Yeah. I can see Ross Chastain doing that. And NASCAR not seeing it because they missed the whole William Byron, Denny Hamilton. Hey, yeah, in Texas. I didn't see it. Yeah, they didn't see it. I mean, if we missed that big, obvious F you, I mean, why not miss that? But. Going to the final four here, and this was Charlie's idea, and this was a great idea because Charlie, Austin, and I, all of our brackets are just done. Nobody's getting the rambling about racing, pint, pint glass, or T-shirt. 
And if if you do, yeah. if you do have a correct bracket, yeah. Well, congratulations. You're, you're past the deadline to turn it in to get that free koozie and rambling about racing t-shirt. But we're going to start off with Charlie here. Final four, who's going to race for a championship at Phoenix after this, after Las Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville? All right, my final four, I have William Byron, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, and honestly, it's, it's a toss-up between Logano and Blaney, but I'm going to go with Blaney. Blaney's gonna, Blaney's gonna get it done. I'm gonna go with Elliot, Christopher Bell, Byron, and Blaney. Those four are my final four. All right, Austin, you want to go? or You want me to go? I'll go. Right. Ours are pretty close. I got Elliot, Chastain, Byron, and Blaney. Wow, no, no, no faith in Logano there for anybody, because I'm just the opposite. Yeah, I know he's going to pick Logano. He's got Logano and Hamlin. Okay. Yeah, of course he's got Logano and Hamlin. Yeah, okay, those... he's, got, he's got Logano, Hamlin, um, and then he's got Hamlin, Denny, and then he's got that Logano, <laughs> Joey guy. Oh, man. Oh, no. Okay, Elliot, Logano, Hamlin, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Chastain. So you're saying Hamlin and Chastain make it to the Final Four? Yes. I think it's one or the other. No, I'm going with Chastain. I think Chastain has run well enough this season to put himself in the position to earn it. Now, I mean, Briscoe's definitely out. Byron, yep. not no really faith in that guy advancing to the final four. Unless no, he, I, I think he's been running too strong lately to count him out so far. Count him out yet? Kyle, Kyle Larson was running well too, and then everything just bit him. It's so crazy these well, playoffs. I, I think I think Byron's been running better than Larson overall the past three or four races, though. But yep. I think Ham, I think Hamlin and Chastain take each other out, though. To be honest with you. I think Hamlin falls in a slump the first race. He doesn't really fall in a slump the second race, but he's behind on points. And then tries to take Ross out the third race at Martinsville. True. All right. All right. What, or, 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 vi- or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, what about Xfinity Series? Uh, let me go find the – I'll give you mine right now. Ty Gibbs, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Allgaier. And I'm going to go – well, Shoot. This is a tough one because Noah Gregson's been running well. I can't count him out, but Austin Hill's been running well too. I think I think it's just going to stay like it is. One through four: Gregson, Almendinger, Gibbs, and Allgaier. Allgaier might be the one most in damage from Austin Hill, though. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, mine's mine's Gregson, Gibbs, Allgaier, and the Dinger. 
standings. Yeah, it, it, it's playoffs. Okay. I'll tell you what, she, Chevy's strong. The force yeah. is strong with them in the Xfinity series. That's no doubt. So going into it, Barry's 11 out. Austin Hill's 15 out. And the tracks coming up are Vegas. Homestead and Martinsville. Homestead and Martinsville. Gregson's got a good chance at winning. And of course, Barry, Barry's got a good shot at winning Martinsville. True. Sam Aaron's going there, too. Yeah, I'm going to go Gregson. Excuse me. I was talking. Uh, I'm going to go Gregson. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one with the Xfinity Series, I think, more it so is. than the Cup Series. You know what? I'm gonna throw. I'll throw a curveball in it. Gregson, Gibbs, Allgaier, or Barry. Dinger doesn't make it. So you're saying three. So you're saying <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Junior Motorsports has a 75 percent chance of winning the championship yep. going into Phoenix. Okay, there'll be there'll be three Junior Motorsports cars in there, and then Gibbs, the lone Toyota. I think. I don't, well, I don't yeah, think Mayor. I don't think Mayor makes it just for the pure fact he can't put a race together. Yeah, he's a bone. He'll make a boneheaded move. Yeah, he'll take himself. He'll take, out. he'll take himself out. Yeah, but he's only 19. Yeah, you're talking so about sick. Of, you're so, so sick of hearing that. First of all, you're talking about Ty Gibbs and the incident in Texas. There, don't, don't talk cry. about everything. They're all they say that about all of them. Well, he's just 19. Well, then put him back in a street stop. They don't know what a street stop is. They went skipped all that. They skipped all that. They went birth, pro-lit model, super-lit model. Impressive. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. They were born with natural. Abilities of mass the loud pedal and turn left and run over right. everybody. Good point there. Everybody born with <laughs> born with deep pockets. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, granddaddy. Well, that one. <laughs> will you buy my way into the final four? <laughs> I wouldn't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens there with high Gibbs. The other junior motorsports is bullying me. Yeah. Hey, right. they, they won the championship. Can you buy me a replica of the championship trophy? <laughs> Or just can take, I get a can I get a championship ring too, please? Give me a jacket while you're at it. Just throw the whole ensemble oh, in there. All uh, right, well that was yeah, our granddad. Can you buy a NASCAR? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our show. Anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? No, I hope we have a better race at Texas coming up Wednesday. I think we're gonna have a better race at Texas. Make sure to stand by for there's a there's that. a mock race tonight. I can't do that. I can't. Hell, do that. I'll, probably, I'll probably get too many incident points tonight to not qualify for Wednesday night's race. Yeah, don't, don't don't shoot yourself in the foot before we get there. Hard blow both my feet off. Oh no! Yeah, with a shotgun, huh? Exactly. All right. <laughs> All right I mean, because we get incident points before we even take the green flag. So yeah, that's impressive. That, that's tough to do. By the way, leave, leave it up to the one and only Charlie Harris. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good way to go, Charlie. Set the bar high for us. Yeah, I did. Before we get into our final thoughts here, forgot to mention we got some upcoming races this weekend for the Xfinity and Cup race. Formula One is off, even though it doesn't ma- really matter. Formula One, Max Verstappen won the World Championship, so it doesn't really matter for Formula One anymore, at least in my opinion. Saturday, October 15th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway will be the Xfinity Series race. And Sunday, October 16th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC from Las Vegas will be the Cup race. Gentlemen, your picks for the Xfinity and Cup race from Las Vegas. We're going to start off with Austin. Let's see. Xfinity. 
Vai sair Michael Gibbs, First Kennedy, Cup. Vai sair Kyle Larson wins Vegas. Redemption right there for missing Redemption. the round of eight. Okay, I like that. What about you, Charlie? Xfinity. Uh, Gregson gets it done on his home turf there. Cup Series, Byron. Playoff secures his way in. Final four. All right. I'm with you there, except not for Byron in the Cup Series. I think Logano does it at Las Vegas. And for the Cup Series. And for the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill. Surprise finish. Even though I did, I already said he wasn't going to make it to the Final Four, which kind of throws off what I just so said. You, so you're going to pick against your Final Four? Yeah, I'm going to pick against my Final Four. I feel lucky about that. I don't know. It's just something about Austin Hill sticks out. That means there was no thought into your Final Four. Yeah, game. you just like – You just pulled random drivers. <laughs> I kind of just did. I said, who feels right? Eeny, meeny, miny, Austin Hill. Matt went. <laughs> no, look, look. That's Matt it. had a quarter. Matt had a quarter. He went, okay, you're in, you're out. <laughs> and I totally said the top four is going to make it anyway. It would make sense of me to say Ty Gibbs, but I don't feel like Ty. I feel like Austin Hill might do it for some reason, which totally negates what I said earlier in the show about that, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I, I think Granddaddy's got a ball of nitrous in that 54 car this weekend. Well said. After, after he got bullied by A.J. Allmendinger for it, a win. It's true. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. It will be interesting to see. I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Hopefully it will be fun, a more fun race than the uh, Roval there for the Cup Series. I think it will be, though. I'm good. All right. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR skiers to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. White flag, white flag. White flag, white flag. White flag, one lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on this week's episode of Ramblin' Dalmatian. I forgot to mention something, something big here from the top of the show. We got a new affiliate 
here for the show. As you, everybody knows, we have Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics. But now we got another one. Extreme Sim Racing has joined Rambling About Racing podcast as an affiliate. Go Glad there. to have them on board. Go there to ramblingaboutracingjack.com. All the way at the bottom, you'll see our sponsors there. We have more on their way, hopefully. Affiliates more so. But go check them out there. Little pricey, but you get what you pay for in sim racing. They definitely have good quality stuff there. Go check them out. There. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of you get what you pay for because needless to say, I definitely have some money tied up in pedals and steering wheel and computer and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So. Pretty much. Yeah, that that's good. That's good. Maybe, maybe they'll just sponsor us all full blown. Well, what's that, Charlie? That wasn't me. That might have been me. Oh, okay. biscuits are done. Oh, biscuits are done. Okay, great. Well, this week in this week's final, or gosh, Johnny, you guys threw me off there with the biscuits. I'm sorry, I'll meet my mic. <laughs> no, it's okay, buddy. Final thoughts here, rambling about racing. Sorry, we didn't mention extreme sim racing at the top of the show, but you probably heard the ad throughout the show. So go check them out there. Links will be at ramblingaboutracing.com. Charlie, leave it up to you. Fantasy standings following the Roval, and I guess Talladega at the same time. Up updated fantasy standings or this week in nascar yeah i'll go i got a uh, league standings pulled up right here so i'll go ahead and knock them out real quick i I bet i i bet i could i bet i i didn't even look at them after the roval but i could probably sense that i'm i'm still seventh you're still first and that's and everybody else is kind of jumbled between there yeah something like that great observation a plus yeah lucky guess hey he looked but anyway um Yep, seventh is Matt with forty eight hundred and sixty six points. Bring it to Sixth is SMR Operations with fifty four hundred and forty two points. Fifth is S Blades with fifty four hundred and fifty one points. Fourth is SMR R and D with fifty four hundred and seventy. Third is Matt Camper with fifty four hundred and ninety nine. The guy that's been gaining on me, though, is sitting in the second spot, Super Sumo 32, with 5,548. I'm still sitting first with 5,739. Like I said, he has cut in to what was almost a 300-point lead. It has now dwindled to just less of – just short of 200 points. So he's cut into it. I've been trying to play a little bit conservative, but with only four late – Four races left. Uh, I've played conservative enough that I can now pretty much pick whoever I want to for the rest of the races. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And I must say, Austin, I might be taking up the rear in the fantasy league. <laughs> Take it up rear. No, taking up the rear, not taking it up the rear. Gosh darn it. Here we go. Here we go. But I will say this. I'm still beating both of you in standings in the VRL league, even though you ran two races and I ran one. I know. I look at that. It kind of hurt my feelings. I'm like, dang, Matt ran one. I literally, I literally got hit. No, I don't want to hear next it. next thing you know. I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm winning in the what's what counts, I feel. Matt, you do know Charlie would dump you just for saying that, right? He's got to. You do realize. It does help when, you know, 
I, I don't get wrecked by teammates. <laughs> oh, here, we go here we go again. Here, you can't let it go. And I no, remember I'm, last you know, week. He, you started it. You no, started it. No, I, I was just talking to Austin. I'm, you you I'm, interjected. I'm, lead, I'm leading into points, you know, after and I've only raced one race. Well, not, you know, when you get wrecked by your teammates, it kind of sends you to the back. You were the one. <laughs> who said, and I quote, I'm going to take it three wide. I'm going to send it on the final lap. And then I just heard, oh, come on. We're not even talking about that race. We are talking about that race. That is a, that's the same race. That is the same race. That's Daytona. He, re- he, he got into Daytona. It's true. Oh, okay. Well, before that, that happened, I forgot before up- that happened then. I forgot to upload the and sound. And I was a lap down whenever that happened. You want to know why I was a lap down? I don't know. Why are you a lap down? Oh, gosh, here we go. Because my, because my teammate hit me. This week in NASCAR, can't have nothing. <laughs> this week in NASCAR, October 8th, 1972, Bobby Allison drives to a two-live victory in Rockingham's America 500 to record his 10th win of the 1972 season. Allison leads in his 39th consecutive race, an all-time record that is acknowledged as the Stock Car Racing's Joe DiMaggio record. And that happened October 8th, 1972, and what else do you want to say there, Charlie, regarding an incident that happened two weeks ago in a virtual racing league? I wasn't going to say anything until you started something. I was just talking to Austin. There was no way I was talking to you. I said, hey, This Austin. is a group thing. Hey, did you, did you make it the sound bite about him saying, Back it down, back it down, check up, check up. I did. I just didn't upload it to the roadcaster yet. Oh, Next week, man. I will have some new sound bites here, and it'll be just, it would just be great. And Charlie will like it. <laughs> back it out, back it out. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, so I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, that was our show. Just make sure you make sure you do crickets after the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I don't mm. know if I want to do crickets here, but I, I Oh man, I, I should do the uh what's it called? The um rim shot that I that's that's what I should do. Hey, I'm not going to wreck you this time. I promise. Oh, oh, he said. Pinky promise. Oh, Charlie, he's pinky promise. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's sir. That's sir. right there. Some serious business going to go on with that night, boys and girls. That's right. Don't miss it. You don't want to miss it. Triple A broadcasting on YouTube. Check it out. VRL Racing League from Texas. Charlie Austin and I will be racing in that. But what, what's better than the AAA broadcasting is Matt's live stream of the race yep. because you get to hear me and Charlie. I think I'll be, I will be doing it on Twitch again. So if you haven't already, look up Rambling About Racing's Twitch channel. Links will be on ramblingaboutracing.com. Subscribe and follow whatever it is. Check us out. And if you want to hear the raw, edited, unedited feed for it, check it out there. Needless to say, I'm thinking more sound bites will come up. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Go check it out. And hopefully Austin, maybe not Austin because he doesn't have the best internet right there yet to support. Yeah, great everything. internet service down here, boys. Woo! To support both streaming and iRacing, but maybe Charlie will be streaming as well. I'll try to. We will see. It'll be fun. It will be fun. But anyway, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here this week's episode of Rambling About Racing? That's sure I'm good. All right, Charlie. 
No, I'm good. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. This week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube Live, your regular podcast platform, or Burns Radio. Really do appreciate it. Thanks to our partners at the show, Stand Up to Cancer Fanatics and Extreme Sim Racing for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for Burns Radio as well. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing and to check out what's going on in our lives as well. For Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6, I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 all of those on Twitter. Stay safe, and we'll see you after the upcoming races at Las Vegas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.